Hi queens, welcome to the Black Girls Guitar 2 podcast. I am the host Bayomada and I am a fashion model, entrepreneur, and an advocate for Black women in mental health. On this show, we talk about how societal standards affect Black women, provide social commentary about Black culture, and give advice on how to thrive in this world as a girl with melanin. Hey (laughs) y'all! At first, I was having some technical difficulties, but now everything is good. How are y'all? I am doing well. I'm doing much better. I'm in a much, much better um, mental space. Um, Yeah, I would like to say I'm doing much better. The podcast is definitely on. Now we have moved on to being bi-weekly because I am a college student. I'm a model. Um, not making excuses, but I'm definitely making um, more happen around my schedule, if that makes sense. So I am definitely still doing the podcast, but it's just going to be every two weeks instead of every week because your girl was getting burnt out and that's not going to help anyone and it's definitely not going to help me. So today's episode is about dun 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 toxic fathers just in time for father's day Woo! <laughs> um so to go deep but not too deep i am half black and half colombian colombian yeah <laughs> colombia is a country in south america um so my mother is black and my father is colombian so i am half black and half hispanic Growing up without my father um, within the household is very rough. My father was deported when I was two years old, and I have never physically seen my father. I have never hugged my father. I have never touched my father. I have never, you know, seen my father smile. Like, my father has never been um, physically in my presence. Now that I'm 21, um... I still really don't know how to feel about that. And that's just me being transparent. Like, even in my day-to-day life, I really don't speak much about my father. I really don't talk too much about my father because there is a lot of pain, anger, hurt, and frustration there. So when my father was deported, I was two years old. He was deported um, because he was not born in America, but he was in America, you know, illegally so my father was deported and um ever since 2002 my father has never stepped foot in america due to legal reasons so being an immigrant from colombia my dad grew up poor but my abuelita his mother you know did the best that she could um my father's father my abuelito he was dead before I was born, so I never met him. I never spoke to him. I've never even seen a picture of him. So we have a little trauma um, on my father's side of the family. So my abuelita, she's such a sweet woman. I love her. I don't really speak to her as much as I want to, as much as I should, but that is my father's mother. And my dad... I'd say, like, even though I didn't, you know, I wasn't physically around my dad, I grew up 
you know, for a certain period of my, of my life, seeing pictures of him. Um, my mother kept some of his shirts, so I would smell his shirts or smell his cologne. But ultimately, and I know it's going to be, it's going to sound so like weird or not weird. Let me not neglect my own experience, but it's going to sound like very harsh. Like I never spoke to my father. I didn't speak to my father for the first time or hear his voice on the phone for the first time till I got in like elementary school. Mind you, my father speaks Spanish, speaks broken English. So, you know, it was a language barrier, but I still understood what he was saying because he was my father and growing up, Spanish was spoken in my household. So when I had one, but Spanish was definitely spoken in the household. So I understood him. The first time I spoke to my father, I'm not sure if y'all remember, but there used to be a such thing as pay phones and my mom bought like a little card or whatever to like, it was like something I can't really remember. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, similar to like scratch off cards that you can buy for the lottery. But, um, my mom bought like a little card where I could call a number and then it would go to like, to like be transferred to South America. I don't know. It was something like that. And that's the first time I heard my father's voice being so young. I did not know what to make of it. And I didn't quite understand what was going on. I just knew that my dad wasn't there. Um, I lived in a single parent household and that's pretty much all I knew. The next time I spoke to my father, I was 13 years old. I was in middle school. At this time, I was going through a lot of depression. I was going through a lot of um, home issue issues at home. Um, I was self-harming at this age. I think I started self-harming at like, at like 11 or 12, but at 13, I was very angry. I was very upset. And this is also the first time that I had gotten hospitalized as well for my mental health issues. So um, I remember speaking to my father. I was nervous. I was shaking. And my father's name is Miguel. So I said, hey, Miguel. And from even me saying that started a whole shit ton of, do you know who you're talking to? Respect your elders. I don't know who you're around. I don't know who you're hanging around, but you need to respect me and you need to call me by my name, which is your dad. So it's like, I'm 13. I have my mother sitting next to me at a 7-Eleven in Florida. I don't know this man. I don't know who he is. His voice sounds hella familiar. I have an older sister who has more, way more of a bond with our father than I do. I can't remember him. It's kind of like a lost void. I knew of my father, but I never knew him. I knew what he looked like. I just didn't know his story. And he never allowed himself to create one either. So when my father told me that, and when he spoke to me as such, I got upset, I got angry, and I stopped talking to him. Three years later, at 16, I spoke to my father again, and it was the same issue. I was a bit hesitant. I remember feeling awkward. And now, years later, looking back, it's just kind of like, I had every fucking reason to feel awkward. I don't know this man. My mother knows him. My brother knows him. And my sister knows him. I don't. So it's like 
I had every fucking reason to question why am I talking to him? What does he want from me? Why here? Why now? And y'all, in the years that I knew of this man to be my father, I have never seen him. Ever since I was two years old, my father was deported by immigration um, and he was never and he's never allowed to step foot back in America ever again. So that was something that I couldn't really understand or fathom. I understood it like by 13, but I didn't really understand the pain, hurt or trauma that it caused me years down the line. So at 16, it was still the same thing. My father is a bit arrogant, so he definitely expected me to know him and just know of his presence and know his role in my life. But at the same time, I never knew his role in my life because he didn't have one. There were years and years and years of my mother looking for my father, vice versa, trying to contact him because after my father was deported, my mother lost contact with him. So there were years and years and years of angst, hurt, pain, worry, stress. Um, My father was just nowhere to be found. So four years passed. I am 20 years old now. And, or at the time, yeah, I was 20. I was living in a dorm in downtown Atlanta, going to school. And my father reached out to my sister and he wanted to speak to me. At this point, I'm a little bit older. So it's like, okay, I'm a little bit more open-minded. I'm still, I still have that like, white anger and I don't mean it white as in a social construct as a race I mean white as in like the quiet anger like it's still it's still a like a lingering anger there um just in being able to process how the situation with my father made me feel because to be honest with y'all I feel like if my father was in my life if my father you know, did the right things and got his green card and had access to a visa and was still here in America, my life would be completely different. Um, And I can only go based off of what other people have said or what other people have told me about my father. But I really do think if, you know, my father was here, my life would have been so way, 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 you know, better than it was. So at 20, I began slowly but surely talking to my father. And if anyone has um, family members that live in different countries, sometimes you have to download WhatsApp or um, it's another app. It's like a blue app, but I forgot the name of it to be able to get in contact with them. And I downloaded the app. I started speaking to my father. I started calling my father. At this time, I began like, you know, the whole panini hit and I began going from job to job, experiencing different financial difficulties. Like I was doing Uber Eats. Like at this time I was with my abusive ex-boyfriend. Like I was just doing anything and everything to make it. I was fighting depression. I was self-harming. I tried to commit suicide during this time. Like there was a lot going on and, um, you know, like... I don't really have that much of a connection to my immediate family, and I'll leave it right there for personal reasons. So I was just trying to make it on my own. And at the time, 
like I had during that time yeah let's see because that was summer 2020 I had just turned 20 years old my birthday came I got an iPad like my dad would do like weird things he would say that he was going to like he he's told me that he was going to buy me an iPad or something that it was for my birthday. He was going to pay it off. Never finished sending me the money for it. My dad has sent me like, you know, rent money from like once or twice or sent me money to like get food. But when I started asking my dad, like, hey, dad, can you help me out? And y'all don't get me wrong. I'm very independent. I work for my own. I've been working since I was 16 years old and you know, all of those years that my father wasn't there, my mother and I struggled deeply. And I remember just being homeless a lot during my childhood. And I needed help. I needed my father's help. But the fact and the strength that I made it without him, it made me stronger. And it definitely damn sure made me the woman that I am today. But during this time, summer 2020, I was just asking my dad for advice. I was talking to him. Um, The year had passed. So summer 2021, I had become homeless again. Um, My abusive ex-boyfriend and I had broken up. That was an entire disaster and fiasco. Um, But that's a whole nother podcast episode within itself. But it had come to a point where I was living in and out of my car and I was living from in a hotel room. Um, and I had just asked my dad for $300 and he saw the message. Cause like on the messaging app, you could see whether or not they, the person could, you know, like read the message. Like it, it kind of had like read receipts, like an iPhone does. So, on the app, I saw that my father read the message. And of course, he didn't respond. So when I was at the lowest of the lowest points in my life, my father left me. And he definitely, you know, he left me out to dry. Throughout different conversations with my father, he was never there for me emotionally. My dad would talk about, oh, you know, I was trying to find you. You know, I was trying to get in contact with you. I was trying to get in contact with your mother, this, this, that, and the third. But my father never held himself accountable for the role that he played in missing out on his daughter's life, both of his daughter's life. But on this podcast, I'm talking from my perspective personally. My father never admitted to the amount of time that he lost from my life that he can never get back. He never said, I'm sorry. My father has never told me that he was sorry, ever. My father has never said that he was sorry. And I, you know, it is fucked up. It's a sad situation. And I think about how it still affects me, you know, every day. The fact that I told my dad, and it wasn't even about the money, y'all. This is the thing. Whether or not if my dad had the $300 or not, that wasn't the issue. I was in a situation and I asked my dad, hey, if you don't have it, let me know. It's okay. 
I just wanted to hear my dad's comfort. I wanted to hear his thoughts. And y'all, by the way, my dad knew that I had just like gotten out of a domestic violence relationship that fall before. So he knew that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, my dad just left me. And he has two other kids and another marriage. So it's like, me and my younger brother's birthdays are like a couple days apart. My dad did not call me or wish me a happy 21st birthday, despite knowing my situation, despite knowing what, what was going on. Um, but I saw on an Instagram post by another family member that my younger brother's birthday was celebrated. And y'all, that hurt, that pain the comparison game, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it deeply, 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 deeply bothered me. And it still does to this day. So I just want to say if there are any good black fathers, Hispanic fathers, black and brown fathers that exist, shout out to you for doing what you're supposed to do and for knowing and making your child feel loved. Because, you know, okay, yeah, it can be said, oh, well, you know, you have daddy issues. No, I don't believe that I do. But I do feel like I, I have unresolved trauma with my father not being there. And the fucked up thing is, it's not that my dad left on his own. My dad was escorted out of America. Meaning that if my dad didn't leave, he would have went to prison. So my dad did not have a choice. Already, you know, I not I don't even want to get started on the immigration laws in America because we are all immigrants in this bitch. So the why they have immigration laws, I get, but I don't get. And that's just all that's a whole nother topic within itself. But the thing that I wanted to highlight is that don't feel bad if you don't have a good relationship with your dad. Don't feel bad. If you may have not had a good father figure in your life or lack thereof. Y'all, I have never had a good father figure or father role model in my life, period. I have never had a father figure or father role model in my life that was consistent, that truly loved me, and that truly loved me, you know, without conditions. Meaning that you know, I've never had any man that was not biologically my father to take me in as his own and raise me ever. And I mean, truly raise me as his own at all. So, you know, I deal with that. And, you know, when Father's Day comes around every year, it's just kind of like, eh, okay. It's just kind of like, it's a, it's a day in the wind, essentially. So I just wanted to send love. I just wanted to shed light and send love and light to anyone, any young girl who struggles with accepting themselves, with thinking that it's their fault because their dad wasn't there. No, it's not. Don't blame yourself for other people's choices. And our parents were adults. So they had every right to make the right decision. They just chose not to. And that is not 
your fault. Hey, queens. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Follow us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at Black Girls Get Tired Too. For any advice or topic suggestions, please email blackgirlsgettired2 at gmail.com. I appreciate each and every single one of y'all for sharing this experience with me. With love and light from me and mine to you and yours. Till next time.